Hey everybody, my name is Joe, and I'm joined by my good friend Jory from the Grain Line, finally, uh, <laughs> and we are watching One Piece. Watching One Piece. Watching One Piece. We are. Yeah, we just finished. Uh, Kind of a group of arcs, mostly filler, but some not filler, which that that's always weird to me when they'll throw filler just right in the middle of an arc. Yeah, it's, uh, I, th I don't know why they sort of cap off the East Blue Saga in such a weird way, because Logetown by itself is, like, really good, and they were just like, eh, we need to, I don't know if it was, like, catching up to the manga at the time, or what, but. Well, to me it just seemed like. Well, we gave one of the crew members their own episode. Let's give some of the other crew members their own episode to do something. Yes, there's definitely a couple of those <laughs> in inside of Lowtown. Um, but before we get too far ahead, um, right before Lowtown actually starts, we get a really good episode. Um, not at all about the Straw Hats. We oh get, yeah, we get uh, two episodes about Buggy and his adventures after he got punched out into the distance. Yes, and that's <laughs> very important. But before that, even oh, so, oh, sort of in between, like kind of at the end of Arlong, but also kind of yeah. Town. It was uh, <coughs> Mihawk just beats up with uh, Shanks and is like, "Hey, I've got some stuff to figure out." And Shanks is like, "Oh man." My, uh, this old, this kid I knew is a pirate, and they all party, even though, like, there's obviously some sort of dramatic tension between Mihawk and Shanks. It's, yeah, um, <laughs> a lot of the, uh, language, because when, uh, Mihawk shows up, I think Shanks is, um, are you, are you looking to, like, battle again? So I think they, like, mm. they, they spar yeah. for fun, which, yeah, which is really interesting, because <laughs> that immediately sort of sets up the scale of Shanks and Mihawk being, like, on par with each other. Yeah. Which connects with, um, you know, Luffy and Zoro's dreams being equally stupid. It, it's it's just interesting to think of, like, a guy like Mihawk just, like, can have fighting for fun. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I guess when you're as strong as Mihawk and or Shanks, um, people are actually still theorizing about this scene because we still know so little about... Shanks and Mihawk, um, even now. So people are still, like, pulling from, like, this and a couple other scenes, like, what connection do Shanks and Mihawk have? <laughs> it, it's it's also interesting, because up until, like, that point, like, you kind of get the idea that Shanks is a well-known pirate, but he doesn't give the impression that he's, like, one of the top pirates in the world. Like, from the flashbacks, <laughs> and, like, the the way he acts, he just seems like he's, Just a, he's chill a pirate dude. Yeah, he's a chill pirate. He's doing all right for himself, but he's not like like everyone else who seems to be in that position. He's a horrifying, warmongering, terrifying monsters. <laughs> yeah, which to be fair, I don't actually know how many of those people we've seen um, up to this point. I know we've seen. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say in a flashback we see someone who's a big deal, but I don't know if it's uh, mentioned or not. I don't know if they actually say who they are. Um, and I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to accidentally spoil something because I don't remember how much um, Oda gave away which also um, a lot of things early on placed 
subtly that make me think Oda has always known what he's doing, um, or at least had a rough idea. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought it was just like some small. They said it was like some small world building stuff in this that episode with like how they deliver mail through seagulls. Which, yeah, I mean, it's really it's good. In ocean world, of course they would. That's and still a thing. That's like a very established <laughs> thing. And then the the navy are are just basically just samurai. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I think less so as it goes on. It becomes more established of like specifically the navy is this thing, and then samurai are like actually a thing later on as well. Oh, okay. So because I mean I understand he's from Japan, so he has only so much in, like inspiration to draw from when it comes to like wor- like world police and law enforcement mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But I just thought it was funny that like the navy were basically just like samurai, very Jap- like ancient Japanese architecture and yeah, a lot of it's very traditional. Um I think actually the I don't know if every single fl- uh admiral is based off of a traditional Jap- like old Japanese actor, but I know at least the first lineup of admirals are which is interesting parallel between being very traditional um, architecture and lineup. Well, yeah, so is there anything else in that episode, or is it really just that five-minute... Well, is it just a five-minute episode of Shanks and Mihawk? <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's all just, like, minor stuff. It's just, like, they meet up, and then there's all over. It's everyone like, oh, wow, look, Luffy's got a bounty. F- pan over to another, like, area with, like, full body. Man, he got... Man, I can't believe they have a bounty. Pan over to, like, another spot. With okay. uh, <laughs> Helmeppo. Oh man, he got a bounty. <laughs> yeah, so it's one of those where it's just like everyone reacting. Yeah, everyone's like, oh man, Luffy's making it up in the world. How much How much is his bounty this first time? Um, Is it 30 million berries? 30 million, okay. I was like, I, I don't remember how which, early it starts. Or how which low- it, uh, was the highest bounty, starting bounty for anyone in East Blue? Yeah. The quote-unquote weakest of the, the four yeah. uh, oceans. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, if... And then you mentioned the buggy, the buggy arc. Yeah, because that episode ends with, like, buggy coming across uh, Alvita on <laughs> on a boat. And it, I didn't realize it was Alvita until way later in Logetown when she revealed oh, yeah. who she was. <laughs> I just thought it was uh, some random pretty lady that was that was like after Sanji or something like that. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, there was just a uh, two episodes of buggy arcs that were just a uh, it was like a small buggy arc where it was just buggy flying around, <laughs> oh, going through wacky adventures and doing stuff with Alvita. And there was a lot. There's some stuff that like I think was Japanese puns. Which is always the worst thing to come across because since I don't speak Japanese, I don't yeah, get the joke. Yeah, they don't. It'd be like, Alvita would say something, and Buggy would be like, "Did you say red nose?" And it's like, no, no. <laughs> yeah, there's. Um, I don't. I don't know what he said. <laughs> there's a, a character later on, and that's a, a kind of a running gag with them. Um, that the you know he uh, can transform or whatever, and the word for convert is a lot similar to pervert, I guess. Um, so there's a lot of like. Um, confusing the two with him, and it's good. And as long as you have good translator notes, I think yeah. it's fine. Um, I mean, I I got that it was supposed to be puns. It's just like it's it's hard to find it funny. Yeah, because it's very like, oh okay, I get it. Rather than ha ha ha. Yeah, 
And I know there's another character that I've seen cast from of a guy who's a skeleton and he just makes bone jokes. Yes. He's great. <laughs> a lot of um a lot of jokes along the lines of uh God, what's an example? Well, you'll get there eventually. <laughs> yeah. Um that's only three thirty seven. <laughs> oh boy. And then uh, the second episode was fun because it was just more of the of the same like goofy stuff, and the buggy's old crew was fighting over who's gonna be the new captain, and mm. it had uh that tamer guy and the unicycle guy like fighting each other for like, for twelve hours it looked like yeah just from <laughs> for like a whole day which was great but it didn't really it was just kind of goofy let's see what buggy's doing nothing really yeah. bad. Uh, of consequence. <laughs> there seems to be some discrepancy on whether or not this is a filler arc or not. Because um, one part of the wiki says it's just not, and then one part says the episodes are filler. But I think I think what it is, and I haven't read the manga yet, so I'm not positive. I think, like, at the beginning of every chapter, there's, like, a little panel of, like, like here's, like, a one-off little concept. Mm. And I think this is comprised of several of those. <laughs> Mm. Of just, like, interpretations of, like, little one-off, like, here's Buggy now, in this tiny form. Little <laughs> that makes sense. One, one panel <laughs> comics. Which, those are those are good. I do plan on reading soon. Um, I didn't mention, I didn't mention when we started this episode somehow, that I'm actually caught up with One Piece now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I did it. Um, and I don't know what to do with myself at all. I've watched a lot of uh, theory and lore videos and uh, 107 facts about One Piece that you didn't know. Um, a lot of, how many of them did you not know? Uh, a good handful. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, after you watch one, you kind of can predict the rest of them. But there's only so many facts about One Piece that you may not know. But yeah, so there's the buggy arc. Um, so before, I have a, a quick quick request before we get into Lowtown specifically. Uh, have we talked much about the actual opening that we're named after yet? Um... I know that's what it is. It's it, it's we are, and then it switched opening when it switched over to Logtown, which I noticed. Yes, and that's why I want to talk about. I don't I don't know if this is the thing that we'll do from now on, but like actually talk about the openings when we get new ones. But I don't mm-hmm. think we've talked about we are, so I think maybe we should talk about we are before we talk about believe. <laughs> okay. So, uh, I I know. I don't know. We are is probably still my favorite. There's been 19 now. Um, the new one just started, like, last Saturday. Uh, oh. And maybe it's, like, the second time I've seen it. But uh, We Are is probably still my favorite one. Um, and then I think my second favorite is probably 18. But <laughs> So eventually you'll get to see my second favorite opening. <laughs> but do you like it? What do you like about it? Do you not like it? Et cetera. Um, with We Are? Yes. We are as good. I let, that's the thing that disappointed me when it switched over openings is that even though I saw it 40 sometimes, it was still nice to, to see like the introduction to Gold Roger and like all the stuff that was like basically set up what the world was. Mm-hmm. And when it switched over to the new one, it just kind of abandoned that. I think it has a similar narration. It has like a, a, a quick setup. Like yeah. That it's, which, Golden Age for Pirates. Yeah, which uh, later on, they actually do the, the shonen thing of... Um, between the opening and the beginning of the episode, there's like a, here's the premise of the show. 
sort of <laughs> recap. Uh, yeah. And I don't know when that starts, but it started eventually. I remember when it first happened, I was like, this is such a waste of a minute and a half. But, uh, you know, then I remember that, you know, not everyone is binge-watching them all in the course of, you know, six months. Like I Yeah. But, <laughs> uh, oh well. Um, we are is very good, I think. Uh, I, I think I've talked before about how much I care about the scene where he's spinning the hat and then Shanks shows up under it. That's, it's very good. It's so good. It's, to me, one of the most iconic things I think I've ever seen in this dumb <laughs> show. Uh, and I'm sure I'll say that a couple more times. We're coming up on Alabasta, which is, uh, I can't say the most important arc, but <laughs> definitely, like, I, I argue that Arlong Park is the first big deal, but, like, Alabasta is definitely the first big deal that happens. Um, as far as, like, you know, it's the big... The things are actually happening, and it's yeah. There's like stakes above personal stakes. Yeah. Oh, and okay. So, that's cool, uh, and we'll you know slowly get there uh, as we we're in the Alabasta saga, as of you know the end of this episode. So we're working our way, and things are already <laughs> being set up that you probably won't know yet unless you've watched ahead uh, <laughs> past sixty three. Uh, yeah. So believe the nude opening starts at the beginning of Lowtown, right? Yes. Okay, how do you like this Nightcore bullshit song? Um, I was, the first thing I thought was very, very, like, 90s anime opening, but it also felt like, like, it, it, it <laughs> Nightcore's a good way to describe it. It feels like, like an amateur anime remix someone put up on YouTube in 2008, <laughs> and then I listened to it while I'm on Gaia Online. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Let me. When did that episode first come out? Two thousand, November mm. of the year two thousand. Um, and you said it sounds like a remix from two thousand eight. All of the two thousands are the same, more or less. Yeah. So, uh, I think that holds true through One Piece's openings up through probably, probably like. Let me see when this arc was. Cause this is the one that I'm thinking of. Like 2009. So. <laughs> and maybe that's why like things just can't touch. Like the pure. Like ideology. Of we are. As I make fun of how much I like we are. I mean podcast after it. It's really good. It works. It does. Actually what if we every. Um, every time we get a new opening we change. The uh, the title of the show. So right now we're. Um, believe in watching One Piece. And, um, <laughs> believe. Yeah, we're, we're at that point where you're like, I'm really into this. I gotta believe that I'm gonna finish it. Yep. <laughs> uh, I mean, it makes um, it's sort of makes sense. At the end of Lowtown, we see um, a, a scene about them, you know, believing in all of their respective dreams. But a lot of fucking shit happens in Lowtown, and it's only like five episodes. Two of them are filler. So yeah. let's let's get into <laughs> Lowtown. Uh. <laughs> uh I have quite a few notes. Um, they're quite extensive, and I'll be polling you a lot. This is the first time in our podcast that I've actually gone back and rewatched scenes because I'm so invested in Logetown. And uh, <laughs> this is the most prepared I've been for our recording. <laughs> so if it works out, great. If it doesn't, I'm never preparing again. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so this first episode of Logetown arc uh, is called The Town of the Beginning and the End. Uh, because it's, you know, where uh, Goldie Roger was born in the next year. Yeah. 
uh, and it's uh, at the beginning of the Grand Line itself, basically. It's like the last stop. And, in East Blue, anyway. Um, which is very interesting that Gold Rogers from East Blue, the weakest of the four oceans. So they get there. Let's let's talk about this episode. <laughs> yeah. They, they arrive at Logetown, and like, the way it's handled is almost like in a JRPG when you get to the, like the new main hub on like a new disc or a new part of the game mm-hmm. your party splits up and is like I'm gonna go do my thing and then you're left as the main character to explore that's yeah. kind of what it that's, felt like when they did this it's yeah <laughs> it's uh yeah it's definitely that because everyone's sort of like oh we all need to make our own you know personal like development stuff for this yeah. this great adventure capital G capital A in great adventure um, yeah. <laughs> and Luffy, you know, is so fascinated by Gold Roger and, you know, he that... He wants to find where he was executed. Yes. Which seems morbid. Um, so I'm really... I'm sure we'll talk about Four Kids plenty in this, in the low tenor. Well, uh, I thought this was one of the arcs that Four Kids would just abandon, but I guess since it's, it's not... pretty filming, vital. That, and the thing I thought, like... The, one of the antagonists, his power is that he smokes and can control smoke. That, um, <laughs> yeah, so, so Smoker shows up in this first episode then. Yeah. Uh, in the Forkers dub, they just changed him to, uh, Captain Chaser. Took the, oh. the, the cigars out of his mouth. Um, and his power just, you know, is the smoke ability. Fog. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think it's still smoke, it's just, he isn't correlated with smoking. Oh, okay. Um... <laughs> Uh, which I think his epithet might actually be, like, White Chaser or something, because he's mm. a marine captain or whatever. Yeah. Um, Smoker's really good. I love Smoker. One of my absolute um, favorite characters. Um, and um, his vice captain or whatever is also fantastic. They're very good actual characters beyond their position. The same way that, like, Luffy is not a traditional pirate, um, because he is, like, a really good person who happens to be a pirate, and that's just the way he yeah. chooses to live his life. It, Smoker's a lot of the same way of being a really cool dude who just has his own, like, the Marines happens to be the way he pursues his ideas yeah. of, you know, justice and doing whatever they, he wants they, to do in the world. They, they did a good job setting it up with, like... He, he's a big scary guy, and up until now, every marine we've ran into is just a huge asshole. Yes. So like, the little kid like runs into him and loses his ice cream, and you're like, oh no, he's gonna get mad at the kid for spilling ice cream on him. And then he's, then he gets down and he's like, here's some money for some more ice cream. Here you go, bud. Yeah. Smoker's a real nice guy. Um. Uh, so I hope you like him. I hope you like Smoker, and uh, look forward to seeing him again at some point. Um, it would've been. Like 400 episodes from now, that'll be cool. But yeah, specifically, <laughs> specifically 400 episodes after Lowdown, you might see Smoker again. Uh. It, it, it was like the way they set him up seemed like he'd be. That, that's something that I guess for how long running One Piece it doesn't work. Well, it might, but it, usually for like Shonen stuff, there's usually a couple characters that are like constantly chasing after the main characters. Like yes. In, like in Pokemon, the Team Rocket is always bothering them, but that's that's a little bit more for children, so it's a little bit more comedic. Yeah. But there's always like a certain antagonist or something who's like their main one, even if they're not like big important. Like even in Dragon Ball Z with uh, Goku's Vegeta, even though Vegeta is an ally after a certain point, they're still like, Vegeta is just Shadow the Hedgehog, is the thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, actually, Shadow the Hedgehog is just Vegeta. 
but uh, yeah. semantics. <laughs> um, Smoker is kind of that, uh, with the exception that he doesn't show up frequently. But he yeah. does, after the occurrences of Low Town, he has this, like, personal vendetta, like, I will capture Straw Hat. Um, <laughs> which, if it weren't for things that happened in Low Town, Smoker could have completely taken... Um, uh, taken Luffy in this in this arc. Oh, um, yeah, I believe it. Uh, which, while we're talking about Smoker, let's talk about how he's the first of a specific type of devil fruit to show up so far. Uh, he, has a, um, he has a Logia. Yeah, they kind of explain different devil fruits a little bit in this, but I didn't really understand. Okay, there's... Well, they probably just said how Logia is different from yeah. um, what Luffy has. I don't think they've named it what Luffy has. In fact, I'm almost positive they don't name it until around 150 or so. Um, <laughs> I just don't think he'd... I don't know if Oda had named it at all, or if he just, mm. you know, was holding it off um, that sort of quote-unquote reveal. But um, Luffy has a very particular type. Uh, there's there's three types, more or less. Basically three types. Um, you'll see the third one so soonish um it's pretty cool uh <laughs> yeah so logia is pretty interesting it's the strongest of the three devil fruits it, because the per the person who eats it can become like how do i describe it smoker is a good example um because he can become smoke like he can separate his body and like yeah. just become smoke like hits just go through him um is that is that kind of like what is, would buggies be similar then? Or is buggies no. on, at the same as Luffy's? Buggies is more like Luffy's. It's, okay. you know what I mean? Because he can't, like, become a different material. Oh, okay, yeah. He can separate his body, but his body is still his body, like. Yeah. Um, with the exception that buggies is a little weird because you can, you know, separate it and put it back together and fuck with him, as we saw in the filler. But, uh, <laughs> um... No, Logias are very, um, like, you know, that form. Um, we'll see a couple more in Alabasta. Um, the antagonist and another character that shows up both have uh, Logias. Um, and you'll see that why they're um, the strongest one is they... How do you counter that? Yeah. Um, and you'll, you'll see Luffy have to really, really think about how to counter them. And eventually, way later in the show, it becomes more clear and doable which I think he probably had to come up with something because he's like how the fuck is Luffy going to beat anybody yeah because uh, <laughs> Logias are everywhere once you get farther along but um yeah so that's the uh we'll talk about the third one it's not nearly as confusing although Oda tries to make it confusing anyway um because the first example is complicated by the actual rules but Eh, devil fruits. <laughs> With some of these devil fruits, the uh, not being able to swim doesn't seem like that much of a hindrance. <laughs> yes, there's um. <laughs> sorry, I had to take a, uh, a a drink of this delicious crystal Pepsi because we've been talking about One Piece for so long. <laughs> um, tastes like the nineties. Uh, what were we talking about? One Piece. The uh. Yeah. All right. I brought up that like <laughs> after a certain point the uh. But not being able to swim doesn't really become that much of a hindrance with what your powers are. Yeah, once you, um, <laughs> certain, like, certain powers, like, even Luffy's sort of, like, 
can stretch to if grab he, onto something before he reaches yeah. the water. But but usually it's like he's either too unaware, like caught by surprise, and can't react fast mm-hmm. enough. Yeah, it. Um, sometimes I feel like people just even like forget that that's a hindrance because it's just so irrelevant. Like yeah. you get to some stuff later on where you get like full fledged like fucking like 15 v 15 people and everybody has a double fruit so it's like not even a question anymore i'm just like it's not even like worth bringing that into play they're just fighting um which is cool um early on it makes sense to see that as an actual like um like hindrance or whatever yeah luffy sort of wanders off really interested in this execution platform we get to meet smoker and then zoro wanders across um, and the, I think the next episode actually goes on for him yeah. looking for another sword because Mihawk destroyed or two, so- two, two swords and Zoro needs three yeah <laughs> that's his thing that's... <laughs> I thought it was I can't think of any reason why it did it just to give like the character a little bit more reason to be involved but he just bumps into a girl that looks just like that girl he was training with yes <laughs> Except with glasses. Oh, that was weird. Because I think Tashigi is a good enough character to completely stand on her own without that. <laughs> yeah. But it's just sort of Zoro being like, Hey, you can't remind me of someone that I have sad feelings about. Get away from me. <laughs> um, and also having, you know, very similar aspirations of being like, I'm going to be the best swordsman, even though I'm a woman. And that, yeah. you know, hinders me for whatever reason. Even though, yeah, they're convinced that being women doesn't make you a good swordsman. Which isn't true, uh, children who are listening. Yeah, if anyone's listening to this and you're a kid, A, why are you listening to this? We cuss a lot. B, <laughs> yeah, do whatever you want. Be the greatest swordsman even if you're, you know, like a, a frog or something. Who cares? <laughs> That's a Chrono Trigger joke. <laughs> that is. Uh, <laughs> um, I actually I didn't intend on that. Um, yeah. <laughs> So, Zoro gets a named sword, and he does some cool trick, matrix shit to, like, you know, it's like, yeah. oh, that, that sword's cursed, you don't want to take that, and he's like, I'm going to throw it in the air, and if I'm not hurt by it, it's, you know, totally cool, and it well, doesn't. You, you, you kind of skipped over the, the stupid part where, like... <laughs> oh, that wasn't she... the stupid part? <laughs> no, there's actually an even more dumb part where... Fill me in. She... Where, like, he breaks her glasses, and she gets mad, so, and of course he doesn't have money, so, like, she gives him a job at the marine base as a janitor, and he's, like, not doing, he's like, this is gonna take forever to clean. So he wields three brooms, like, swords, oh and my god! really fast. I remember this. <laughs> How is that not filling? <laughs> oh, that's really funny, though. I, lo- I love the visual. I-, I immediately got it back in my brain of Zoro. Like triple wielding brooms, um, <laughs> Jesus but Christ! Yeah, he, he goes to the sword shop, and the sword guy's like, "Hey, I'll give you a ton of money. I'll give you a little bit of money for that sword if you need money." And he's like, "I can't give it up," and he kind of breaks he, the. Tashi just comes in and kind of breaks the news that it's a super rare, important sword. Which it, it's good to know that it's it's a special sword outside of like. Emotional value too. Yeah, I mean it survived Mihawk's attack. Um, yeah. Somehow. And then, in just a throwaway bin, 
they find like another named sword. That sword that you're talking about, it's it's a name super special named sword, but it's cursed. And he's like, I know how to test to see if I could use it. And he just unsheaves it and throws it in the air and holds his arm out. It's like I'm pretty lucky. So if this sword is too much for me, it'll cut my arm off. <laughs> sure. <laughs> And it, it obviously doesn't, because then Zoro wouldn't be part of the crew. <laughs> yeah. And then he talks about, like, his dream after securing the sword. And the sword shop owner's like, I've never been... Which is also a th- thing that seems to happen kind of often in World Peace. It's like, I've never been so inspired by someone. Here, take take this very valuable thing. Take it. <laughs> yeah. Which is a super special sword that he gives him. <laughs> yeah, it's quite a big deal. Um... Zoro eventually gets another, like, eventually all three of his swords are super important, but, um, currently it's just those two. Did he just get, like, another random third sword with it? I don't even remember. He got, like, um, he got another, like, lower level named sword from the shopkeeper, who was, like, a family heirloom or something like that. Oh, okay. And I was like, I wanted to be the greatest swordsman, but I settled down here in Logetown, so here you go, fulfill my dream. And the guy's wife's like, come on, we need money. He's like, I don't care. <laughs> this this is more pure and important than money. Same. <laughs> I completely agree. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to think how later on, because I remember he loses his sword and then gets another one, which is a super big deal. And I'm trying to remember how he got it, and it's so dumb, and I hate it, <laughs> that I'm going to try and forget about it again. <laughs> uh <laughs> And I won't spoil it on you because I'm really excited for us to be in, like, the most intense and important arc ever. And just to be like, this really stupid thing happens in the middle. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so that happens. um, And it sort of sets up their rivalry. um, Which I guess sort of parallels Luffy and Smuggler having a rivalry. Um, Yeah. I just want to real quick quick also glide through these next couple filler episodes. Because it's sort of the situation where... Zoro had an episode. Let's give um, the other two people, not Nami, but the other two <laughs> Straw Hats. Um, well, no, Nami's too busy shopping because that's what girls do with money. I would love a filler episode of Nami just shopping. <laughs> Are you kidding? Uh, <laughs> yeah, so we get um, Usopp improving his marksman abilities against Daddy the Father. Um, <laughs> I hate that. I name. love it. Um, which. <laughs> I, I, I wonder, I'm, I'm really excited to read the manga, I wish I had the f- finances to start collecting now, but, because uh, he has those um, those goggles in the anime, but yeah. this episode is filler, so I wonder if he just gets them somehow, does he just suddenly has them and they decided to make an episode out of it? <laughs> um, Sanji's is completely worthless. Sanji's literally just, here's another episode to focus on another crew member, and he cooks. Because that's yeah. what he does. Um, and we know we already know that he's a good cook. We don't need that to be reminded. But that's... I mean, welcome to filler arcs, I guess. Or filler yeah. episodes. Uh, <laughs> Not um, everything can be Goku learns to drive. Nah, man. Even Piccolo. Piccolo has to get his driver's license. Yeah, both of them. That's great. <laughs> but, oh, man. Yeah, I, want, that, that, I want to start a podcast where we just watch filler arcs of anime. <laughs> and rate them... <laughs> And, you know, our series finale is just all of Naruto. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Oh, fuck. Um, Alright, so let me look at the Logetown yeah. again. Uh, yeah, the, the Usopp one is... 
it's it's like showdown at high noon. But but it's yeah. I I wrote that down to a row. It's high noon. <laughs> <laughs> but like it's a uh, it's mm. it's a filler. But it's you still get like some more Usopp from it. He which is always good. Just a little bit. It's That's so what good. it seems to be doing. It's just every little chance he can. Usopp improves himself a little bit. Yeah, and apparently I I completely forgot about this. I just read the little blurb on it on the wiki. Um, that. Daddy, um, the only person who could defeat Daddy was uh, Yasop, interestingly enough. Yeah. So it's <laughs> unnecessarily like, oh, okay, cool, he wants to be a, a you know, sniper of a great pirate, much like Yasop is to Shanks. Uh, yeah, it's it's just, it's... Sanji just wants a rare fish. That <laughs> it, that's it. There's <laughs> like, the Usopp thing is dumb. It, it, it's just, it's kind of, it works, but it's, it's just like, he goes to places like, I want these goggles. And then he's like, he's deciding on it or something. He doesn't have the money right away. Mm-hmm. And then a uh, bratty little girl comes in and buys them <laughs> for, yes. her, for her dad. And then he's like harassing the kid. And then it turns out the, the girl's dad is a famous bounty hunter. <laughs> just hanging out. Yeah. In he's just town. hanging out. <laughs> and they have a duel. And course uh Usopp's not gonna win but then finds out that Usopp is the son of Yasop who <laughs> was the only person who was able to beat daddy yes um spared his life because he realized that he was a father yeah you see the secret is that Usopp's nose is actually a scope <laughs> that's that's all it is uh <laughs> so uh, Luffy gets killed. Luffy's fucking dead. Um, that happens in the next episode. Just to oh, yeah. quickly move along. Everyone's dying. First Usopp died, uh, and now Luffy's dead. Um, so he wants, he goes to look at the execution platform. Yeah. He, he wants to, he wants to know the last thing the King of the Pirates saw. Which, yeah. I guess, is pretty good. The title of this episode is pretty interesting. I don't know if they bring a lot of attention to it. Uh, with the dialogue. But the name of the episode is, um, well, the second half is, The Man Who Smiles at the Execution Platform, which um, could be both referring to Luffy and uh, Goldie Roger, um, because they both uh, do that. And I'm not sure if it's in this episode, or if it's in one of the earlier ones and we missed it, Luffy finds a little bar somewhere. Yeah, Um, that was an earlier one. I was just about to bring that up. Yeah, and then the guy was like, man, I haven't seen anyone with, you know, your spirit and your, um, you know, this this shining personality since yeah. Roger was around. Yeah. And uh, I hope you like people comparing Luffy to Roger, because it's literally never going to end. Um, they are uh, the same human being. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think it, it, it makes sense, since that's like who the goal is. If the main character is going to have parallels to them, and everyone's going to be inspired by it. Yeah. Um, it... it Goes probably farther than you think it's going to, um, <laughs> but uh, it's it's pretty cool, and a lot of you know people are theorizing about a lot of stuff. Um, yeah. the, the only thing that like it that threw me off with that, like when he talks to the man in the bar, was that that stuff was really cool. Finding out with like stuff about Gold Roger and everything, it just threw me off that it was only twenty two years ago that Gold Roger died. Yeah. Um. Uh, like that'll uh, make sense. It, it just seemed like if it, like a golden era thing is like, especially with 
Luffy looking for the uh, treasure and stuff, it'd be a little bit after? Um, Luffy was born into the New Age of Pirates. Yeah. Um, and that that may seem a little quick and soon, but, um, you know, in like 500 episodes, it, it'll make sense why that <laughs> is a very specific amount of time. Uh, <laughs> um, which is interesting that I never connected those dots until you said it, but I'm just like, oh, yeah, I guess that is the perfect amount of time, isn't it? Uh, uh, <laughs> but um, so yeah, they show the. It, it might have been earlier because I, I think it was when Smokers in the bar after Luffy. Yeah. Um, and they show like the the flashback of Through Roger. The execution. Yeah, like Roger actually talking to the crowd, um, like, you know, I left all my treasure out there. Go get it. Yeah. Um. And the Marines like fumbling to kill him real quick before he does anything stupid. Yeah. Uh, too bad. Sorry, I needed some delicious Crystal Pepsi. <laughs> um, you know, it's just like Pepsi, but it's clear. It's great. It is. I go and I expect tasteless, boring water, but I get that beautiful slush of uh, <laughs> delicious Pepsi. Um, <laughs> uh, man. So, yeah, that all that stuff's really good. I love how they set up Roger. Um, and I love how this, the the mythos of Roger, progressively gets fleshed out to the rest yeah. of, of the One Piece, and I hope you appreciate it as it continues to happen as well. But this is a really good base, a really good starting point, um, and sort of this, this idea of, um, the the place of the beginning and the end. I, especially with, Logetown being right before the Red Line and what the Red Line is, um. Is a, a good parallel of beginning and end. Yeah. And um, we'll, we'll get there when we get to Reverse Mountain in a couple minutes. <laughs> but um, I really expect the ending of One Piece to be at Lowtown because of this. As we'll we'll talk about in a bit how we're at least going to come back to this side of the red line. Because uh, Luffy made a promise to. But um, I think, I don't know, I, I, I really think Oda knows what he's doing with this sort of like cyclical and like... Not quite generational, because that makes me think of JoJo, but the sort of, you know, having these aspirations and then meeting them, like, so on the nose of, like, apparently Oda knows what the last panel's going to be and knows the ending and takes huh. eight hours to explain to his editor, um, and that's the only <laughs> other person in the world who knows. It's just those two dudes just laughing about it every day, I bet, in the office. But, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I... You know, maybe, maybe Luffy does the same thing Roger does. Maybe not, um, but um, you know, it ends up up there, and it happens again. And it's like, oh, I left my treasure, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Mm. But um, regardless, he gets up there, and someone decides to ruin his fucking day and murder him. Yeah, Buggy. Buggy's Buggy. back. <laughs> Buggy is back, and he's got a new friend. Who is actually an old friend with a new yeah. devil fruit. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I thought was funny. Is like, Luffy didn't exactly remember them very well. <laughs> yeah, Luffy... That's very Luffy. That's a very Luffy thing to do, not remembering anything. He's very... very lives in the moment, I guess. <laughs> Especially because they're like, a big deal. What, Buggy and Alvita? Yeah, they're, like, they're, they're like... But Alvita isn't so much, but, but Buggy was like the first bad guy he fought. So you think he'd yeah. remember to a point? 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I would have, I, I guess it sort of makes sense to be fuzzy on it after, you know, you know, Arlong and everything happened too. But, um, also that, I mean, that's never going to change. Luffy will always be like, who are yeah. you? Um, I think he, <laughs> I think after this, Buggy stays in his mind a little bit better, but, because Buggy also continues to recur. Um, yeah. so I hope, you, I hope you enjoy him. Buggy, Buggy is a good recurring character because he's really goofy and he yes. tries to be serious, but and his power is actually pretty terrifying and strong. But he's just—he's just so <laughs> bumbling. <laughs> he's a big buffoon. It's yeah. just the clown appearance. <laughs> I'm very, I'm very excited for us to one day get to, um, excuse me, the point when um, Buggy gets to hang out for an extended period of time, because um, it's a very very phenomenal performance from Buggy. He will... If he's not one of your favorite characters, now he'll be your favorite character then. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so Buggy, um, the audacious man, tries to get his revenge on uh, yeah. on Luffy by killing him on the execution stand. Yeah. Um, Luffy doesn't really seem to care. No. He, he um... He's... His, his last words would have been, sorry, I died. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. Um, well, he, he has that kind of thing where he's, like, if I die here, I die here. I, I can't change that. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the man the man who smiles at the execution platform. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and there's, um, there's, a, there's a thing of um, a very interesting thing that people have in common about just straight up not fearing death uh, in the One Piece universe. Um, and, I, and that sort of shows that now between the parallels between how Roger goes out and how Luffy doesn't really seem to care if it's like, well, I mean, whatever's happened's gonna happen. Yeah. Um uh and I mean that'd be a pretty dope way to go up there, considering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, but something happens instead. Um before Buggy can finish it off. What 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 happens? Tell me what um, happened. <laughs> Do you know what did did you understand what was happening? I I didn't really with with that stuff. The stuff just kind of, kind of happened. Yeah, and it's all sort of vaguely <laughs> stitched together. Which I'm at this point where I have like not a, not a complete like they haven't straight up answered this question. Yeah. But um. Like it's the it happens <sighs> twice too. The the miraculously being saved by yeah. mysterious weather. Um. And then this dude shows up. This dude that... <sighs> Smoker seems to know who he is, but no one else is like, who is this fucker? This is that is weird it? face that flashes in the opening that I don't know who it is. Um, yeah, the... And S- Smoker says his name. I don't know if you caught it. but um, I didn't know. I just caught that it was a guy in a scary, like, outfit with a tattoo on his face. Yes. Um, and you've, you've you know, seen his face in the, that opening, so it's probably a little familiar. But, um... Yeah, well, Smoker says his name, um, his dragon is like, his name is Dragon. Um, okay. And, you know, he says Dragon stops him from finishing off Luffy, basically. As Luffy's trying to, um, I, I, I'm way ahead of myself. Uh, so the lightning comes down and destroys the execution stand and Luffy's yeah. unharmed. Which, you know, makes sense. He's made a robber. Uh, that lightning wouldn't do anything. And uh, he's like, well, I guess I'm fine. I guess I didn't die. That's pretty dope. <laughs> Doesn't even really seem to notice that Buggy is just completely yeah. mobilized. Uh, <laughs> and Zoro's like, all right, cool, you're alive, let's leave this island. Um, I think I think it's Zoro that's there. You, you've seen yeah. it more recently. 
Um, and they run off, and suddenly it's just storming now on Loketown. It just sort of started. And yeah. S- Smoker's like, I refuse to let you leave this island. I will do my job and yeah. stop you. And I don't know if Smoker particularly says it in these episodes, but I was playing the Loketown level in Pirate Warriors 3, and the way he phrases it in that is it, it, he, it says something along the lines of it's, it's as if the weather itself is trying to save uh, Luffy from this island. I think he says something like that. Yeah, and it's because it's pretty bizarre. Um, yeah. And um, so, yeah, we get to this point where Smoker actually pins down Luffy, and I think at this point Zoro and Be- Shigi before fought as well. Before we talk about this, we need to bring up the fact that Buggy turns into a car. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> to that happened. That. <laughs> I forgot Buggy, about this. Buggy turns into a car, and Alvita, which... Is that a Utena like reference? Huh? Is that a Utena reference when he turns into a car? I don't know. I don't know. I haven't seen it, no. Mm. And then... No, yes. Buggy car. Buggy mobile. Buggy turns into a buggy, which I don't... I, I, that just... <laughs> it's could, cute. I had to pause it. <laughs> I just couldn't sleep <laughs> when I was watching. And then Alvita does something that, that is actually really cool and uses her... She just takes her shoes off and starts sliding down the mountain because she doesn't produce friction. Mm. Which, that, that's, that's, that's a cool way to use her power. Buggy's a car. Buggy can reform his shape into a vehicle. <laughs> yeah, Oda knows how to play with power is pretty good. Um, it's a shame that, like, that power that Alvita has is kind of wasted on uh, uh, changing her body type. Um, yeah. But, whatever. Um, and then yeah, Smoker so that has happens. a motorcycle. Smoker, yeah. Smoker has a motorcycle of smoke. Um, which is pretty dope. And then, yeah, I think I skipped I skipped Zoro and Toshigi fighting. Also. Yeah. Um, which is... They just sort of fight, and then Zoro's like, Stop it, I don't want to hit you because you remind me of my dead friend. Yeah, and like... Toshigi's like, Don't pity me. Yeah, and her thing is too is like I can't believe you're actually a pirate. I feel so betrayed. Hmm. But yeah, didn't she like know him when he was a not know up but know of him? Yeah. And they Which... also that also kind of brought up yeah because when he was in the mar- marine base they brought up like the the bounty hu- the pirate bounty hunter Zoro is here. And she's like, <gasps> and they all like freak out. But then he's just but... sitting there like, oh, that's me. <laughs> Yeah, that's me. I got three brooms now. <laughs> Fucking. And so, do they ever clarify why like bounty hunting is bad if he's hunting pirates, or is it because like vigilantes aren't allowed? Ah, uh, I never I'm... got that. Like, I, I, I it's I a gray area. Fig- I figured it might have been just like maybe the Marines want the money for themselves, so they don't like bounty hunters doing their job. But why would they put out a bounty? Um, Unless it's supposed to be like an an internal incentive, I think so. Um, I think it's more internal. I um, it, bounty hunters are kind of a gray area of, um, and the marines just kind of do what they want. <laughs> so, eh, they're like, eh, you know, you're too good at bounty hunting, so <laughs> we need to do something about you. Um, you can pose a threat to us. Yes. Um, Similarly, you know, we have, we have the Shishibikai program where it's like, these pirates are so good, we're going to <laughs> sanction them so they don't fuck with us. 
<laughs> so then we get, uh, you know, I think I think that's everything between that and yeah. That, so like, Smoker has Luffy just like knocked down, ready to to murder him. <laughs> and, and um, did they explain what uh, Smoker's sword weapon is at all? Or is he just using of? it? It's just like a crazy huge sword club thing? Yeah, there's the tip of it is made of a very particular material, and I don't know if they talk about it now or later. But it's I don't th- I don't think they did. It's just like this okay. weird like polearm club sword thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty dope. <laughs> very specifically made to, to fight devil fruit users, but if they don't explain it. You'll figure out eventually, which, you know, that's partly why he's kicking the shit out of Luffy, but, mm. uh, yeah, someone stops him from finishing off Luffy, and Smoker's yeah, just I, super I confused. I watched that part, like, three or four times, because I was like, I, did I miss something? Was I, like, looking at nope. Twitter for a little too long to see it? was just, no. yeah, that was, that was they strange. don't explain it. Um, and... Yeah, so he's sort of like he like he, he gets stopped and he looks up and he sees who it is and he's like, "What the fuck are you doing here? You were like, and they don't um, I think they kind of vaguely. No, they don't. I'm thinking of a later time. They just all they, all they do. Uh, he says you have a huge bounty on your head. Um, he's like, why are you doing this? And then I don't remember what he says. Um, but then basically. Smoker tries to like I think fight him or finish off Luffy or something, and then this huge gust yeah. of wind blows Smoker out of commission, and all of the Straw Hats conveniently onto their ship. Um, yeah, and then they get away, and Smoker yeah. is like watching them leave, and you know I think he calls back to his base and he's like, "Get me a ship together. I'm going to follow them to the Grand Line. I'm gonna, you know, I'm very dedicated to stop this one particular pirate now, like a dumbass." Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, the you know the guy in the hood is still there, and Smoker's like Dragon is his name. It's like why'd you do that? And I don't remember what he says. Uh, I'm sure it's like something about like um, people should be free to do whatever they want uh, yeah. or some you know communist bullshit. Uh, but <laughs> he is a pretty fucking big deal and one day they will talk about him somewhere <laughs> but um as you've you know you'll smoker will figure it out in like 400 episodes or so but um give or take uh <laughs> but mm. i just you know i talk so much about one piece that i just have to you know you know quench my thirst with a delicious crystal pepsi <laughs> um yeah so they get out of Loketown and it sort of sets up this huge mystery of who's this dragon guy, um, we you know, what's Smoker gonna do, uh, and then you just sort of forget about it because yeah. um, they get to the Grand Line, and there's so this f- did this take place in the Grand Line? Low Town is not in the Grand Line; it is in okay. East Blue. No, no, I know that is, but like the warship stuff. No. Okay. Um, it is not. The warship stuff, which I'm... You can talk about it if you want. I have nothing to say about it. <laughs> but uh, there's some some half-fillery stuff, because uh, the stuff that isn't filler is them showing off the calm belt and explaining the calm belt, which 
is weird. Um, basically, you know, you know, the Grand Line is like the equator of the yeah. of the of the globe, and on each side of the Grand Line is this just huge gap of ocean where there is no current and no wind, and yeah. also all the sea monsters happen to hang out there. Um, which makes sense because you know the Grand Line is so fucked up with currents that it's like not super, um, you know, hospitable. I imagine to live there. But um, yeah, so they the they end up the filler arc starts and then they end up on the calm belt and then the calm belt stuff happens and they escape the calm belt and then the filler arc basically continues uh, and it's yeah. super irrelevant. And not it, good. It, <laughs> it was it was really frustrating because like they find this girl who's escaping from some ship, and she's a. I thought it was gonna be girl. cool. I think, yeah, I think the bet the best part of the whole filler arc was when she's on the ship, and then she's like walking to the kitchen to get food, and then like a trap goes off. Like, oh no, what happened? They didn't trust her. And then Sanji just keeps a giant Luffy trap because yep. he sneaks into the kitchen at night to get food all the time. Yeah, cute, cute, <laughs> cute little things like that um, are usually good. Um, but, yeah, it's... I haven't watched filler arcs in a while. I usually skip them. Um, but when I started, I watched them. And I this probably is still, like, the least interesting one. Um just it's just there. Yeah. <laughs> it's just they're on an island where there's a legend of dragons, and there's an old man telling them the story. And to ch- show you how long the story is, they show an ashtray that's just full, like spewing out cigarettes from how long they've been sitting there <laughs> because of Sanji. That's how it feels <laughs> watching it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and they discover that there's a dragon because the girl has a devil fruit power that lets her hear the thoughts of animals. Which is a pretty cool devil fruit. It is. Uh, but whatever. Um, it's a shame it's not canon. <laughs> to the point where yeah. even if we see it canon, and it's just like, whatever. That didn't happen. And then there was a force. They, they, have, they go to help find the dragon, find his hometown. Well, like his home island place where I, I guess Luffy can also hear the dragon for whatever reason. They don't specify if it's because he has devil fruit power or if just because he's Luffy and he can do things. That it's funny that he can. Interestingly oh. enough, that kind of happens way later where Luffy just <laughs> can hear stuff um, that other people can't. Um, and they talk about it, uh, you know, way the fuck later on. Um, like, way, way the fuck later on. Uh, like... 550 or so um so that's really interesting to hear that that's in this filler arc um that's cool I guess I don't know whatever <laughs> fuck it stupid dragon but stupid yeah, millennials they, they take <laughs> that's I thought it was most the millennial dragon that's all I could think and even like the smaller things in the arc just made it feel like it was a filler they just didn't care like, when they get to the island, because th- it wasn't the actual island, there's some island that they go to, that they go through a force field wall through, and they kind of disappear behind, and then they're like, this must be the island, no one can see it because it's behind a magic wall. And there's just some small th- scenes of, like, when the ground collapses and they fall into the ground, there's, like, no animation, it's just, like, quick shots. Mm. And then when the bad guy shows up again, because he's this weird, like, 
cyberpunk looking bad guy in a pirate universe <laughs> shows up and fights Zoro. They it's all off screen in that episode because they don't want to spend spend the money it takes to animate a fight in a filler arc. Yeah, it was probably just a weird little tight thing. I don't know. He had a cool cool devil fruit power too. The sickle sickle. What is that? He like he could shoot like blades of wind, I think. Zoro can do that just by fucking swinging a sword. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. But like, it's I think that was his his power. I don't. I don't remember. It, like, <laughs> like of all the things that I retain from early One Piece, that's definitely not it. Is the fucking devil fruit power of the first filler <laughs> arc of a goddamn millennial <laughs> dragon? Um, and then, cause. I guess the bad guys are looking for the dragon because of immortality, and then Same. they they get trapped by the bad guy pirates, and then they break through because Luffy breaks because they like have all the ships linked together, and Luffy just like gets fed up with it all and like and launches himself all the way over to the other to like the ba- ship way back there and sinks it. While Zoro like cuts chains to separate the ships, and then they get like sunk to the bottom of the ocean, where it turns out that that's why it's the Millennial Dragons because they only come there every thousand years, not because of how long they live, mm-hmm. and it's actually a sunken island or something like that. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I'm. Just, I'm gonna tell you this. I'm gonna tell you this. Um. <laughs> Episode uh, 580 um, is titled Luffy versus the Giant Dragon. And in that episode, or maybe the one before it, they're like, dragons aren't real. So that's about how much weight this <laughs> stupid fucking filler arc carries. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so at the end of this arc, um, we do finally get to one of my favorite scenes in early One Piece or you know, between the beginning and the end of Alabasta, um, probably top three, top five scenes, is the, um, oh. they all put their foot on a barrel uh, yeah. as they're sailing towards the red line. And yeah. they all sort of announce their their big, fantastic dreams. Um, and also Usopp is there, because uh, he's very... <laughs> he's, not, he's not very guided. No. and like he, the rest of them. His, his dream actually straight up changes quite a few times. <laughs> mm. Like right now, it's currently to not be a huge coward. Basically. Yes, and then I think um, it just becomes more refined as it goes <coughs> along, because um, he sort of, I guess, eventually accomplishes that, which is, I don't know, I guess that's what happens when you set your goals low, but um, yeah, they they go towards the capital G, capital A, great adventure, and. Um, they go towards the red line, and we're definitely running a bit longer on this episode. But I don't care. Um, I, this is a very a lot of huge stuff happening, um, and we're not even close to being done. Because uh, so they go reverse mountain on uh, the next episode, um, yeah. uh, which is the only way into the Grand Line, and I guess out of the Grand Line. I don't know if that's addressed. Um, that, that's. That's interesting that, like... At least without an ability to cross the calm belt. 
which yeah. isn't addressed remotely anytime. That, that, that makes a little bit more sense then, but like ha- having one entrance and exit for such a large part. Yeah, and that's sort really of the, the Calm Belt sort yeah, they, of proposes that. Um, yeah. They didn't really, did they specify that the Calm Belt is like right in front of the Grand Line? I think they it's on each, like it's on each side. I don't know how well yeah. it's explained because um, it sort of glossed over it. it. It sort of just blocks it in. Um, it separates the Grand Line from, you know, the other blues, um, as they may be, uh, making it. You know, impo- it makes it so you can't really get into the Grand Line without doing it. Although, eventually, you'll see, you know, technology that, you know, the Navy has and other people have to. Um, to do that anyway. Um, also, I'll be right back. All so right. I'm just going to edit this out when I'm done. Okay. Back, back from the store to get some more refreshing Crystal Pepsi. Yes, I had to go. Um, I had to run run to the, uh, the market and stock up on delicious Crystal Pepsi so I can refresh myself with all this uh, one-piece talking. Um, <laughs> uh... Yeah, so oh, well, I think it was just explaining the physics of the Grand Line, which is yeah. Yeah, I don't think they explained it very well because I didn't understand it for a very, very long time myself. Um, so hopefully that's a benefit that I can bring to this podcast to you and anyone else who may listen to it to actually understand what the fuck is going on in the Grand Line. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so the way that they, the way that they enter the Grand Line is the reverse mountain, um, where it is like a waterfall, but it goes up over the mountain so they, yeah. they get onto it and they just plop over the red line <laughs> yeah why not <laughs> which goes which i think i've explained the red line goes the other way around the globe so um you know one's the equator and one's the like the grand line's the equator and the red line is this huge continent that's like the the other one <laughs> whatever it's called the equator, i haven't the, taken geography <laughs> the equator two um <laughs> still equating uh, <laughs> but so they go up, um, and it's you know it's super cool and exciting. I think they might, maybe I'm thinking of a different scene, but they might play We Are while it goes up. But um, they play We Are a lot in this show because uh, it's it's the theme of um, quote unquote the first half of One Piece. Um, yeah. Um, but the first I'm literally just reading the title of the ne- next episode. The first obstacle question mark is the giant whale. Laboon appears. Um, Laboon's really good. Uh, I once did a character sorter when I was, I think, 600 episodes in, and Laboon was probably in my top 20. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I really like Laboon. Um, and Laboon, interestingly enough, is something that uh, I never thought was going to actually come up again. I, I thought it was like sort of a throwaway, you know, Oda won't actually have a, uh, a Kind of like the guy in the chest? Yeah. Well, the thing is, that I don't think they promised the guy in the chest that they're going to come back and see him someday. Okay. Um, yeah. So that's specifically why, like, you know, Luffy draws the mark on him and is like, uh, I'm getting ahead of myself. But um, I didn't think, you know, they were going to bring it back up, but they do, and it's a huge deal. So keep keep Laboon in your heart. Um, it's a very sad story, anyway. Uh, but yeah, so they get, they get in, you know, they're coming down the mountain coming down the mountain when she comes uh and they, you know they're like oh there's this giant black wall <laughs> uh and it's just you know instead of that it's a whale the size of 
a mountain. Yeah, um, that's cool <laughs> and normal. Uh, well, I mean, there, there's a there's. I, I, I don't, Welcome I to the Grand really, Line, fuckers. <laughs> I still really don't understand what a sea king is. Mm. It's um, what a goldine they, they, evolves into. Well, um, he, yeah, there's that. And, <laughs> but like it, at first, like the first one, because that's what took Shanks' arm, right? It was a sea king. I don't know if that was technically a sea king. Mm. That's a good question. Because uh, they, they just seem to be nondescript <laughs> giant eldritch horrors that live in the sea. Yes, those are sea kings. Um, I'm not sure where they draw the line between average sea monster and sea king. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But I don't think what took Shank's design was a sea king. I think it was just a regular okay. asshole, evil fish. Fucker. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, sea kings are more like the stuff you saw in the Combelt episode um, that they sort of bounce around on, I guess. Uh, Laboon is just a big-ass whale. Yeah. Um, originally from North Blue, I guess they're more common there because uh, none of them had seen one before, and they're all from East Blue. Yeah. But, um, yes, yeah, so we get this giant-ass whale, and I don't specifically remember how but they end up inside of it do you can you enlighten me um <laughs> i don't i don't really understand like it, it happened yeah i i don't okay yeah they were <laughs> we're both just it, breeding it, yeah it's just like it just kind of happens they just sort of hard cut to being inside of the wheel um yeah so they're in the wheel um, and they get this probably Dragon Ball reference, uh, little, you know, Master Roshi Island inside, um, yeah, which is, God, I rewatched that scene because I was really curious how they introduced Crocus and, um, God, that's gotta be one of my favorite, like, scenes in all of One Piece, just the, <laughs> the, the back and forth between his dramatic stare and, uh, you know, the the straw hats and just it gets to the point where is they're like can you stop doing that and he's like what you don't got, you guys don't like a running gag <laughs> um, so I think characters are aware yeah I hope four kids went to town with that one no wait they didn't they cut out the laboon shit fuck oh fucking assholes they didn't get anything right crocus is real cool so this is gonna be probably kind of glossed over because we're very at the end of our runtime for these. But, um... Yeah. And and there's, like... It, it, we just kind of pieced together three different sections into... Yeah, well, that's... Uh, Reverse Mountain was just two episodes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it, it does a decent bit of uh, exposition as well. Um, but so they end up in the whale. And we won't yeah. stress the details of how they end up in the whale. We meet Crocus, the fucking Master Roshi Island motherfucker. <laughs> and, um... He has a good running gag. And then... I guess they figure out they're inside of the whale, and they get out of the whale, and then we meet these two individuals. I think they're inside the whale, as well. Um, they might be outside. Tell me if, if I'm wrong. Uh, Miss Wednesday. Yeah. And Mr. Some Number. It's a blue-haired Nami and a Mr. Nine. Mr. Nine. Okay, that's way higher than I thought it was. Um, <laughs> or rather, way lower number. Uh... Yeah, Miss Wednesday and Mr. Nine. Um, yeah, so they're there. Not really explained. 
they're just there also. <laughs> yeah. And um, then they get out, I guess, of the whale. I don't remember how Luffy does it, but um, I'm sure they do something out of the whale. And then yeah. And then Crocus, nice old man that he is, uh, a tells the story of Laboon, uh, which is sad as fuck. Yeah. And then you realize, you know, all the scars on him are because he's, you know, suicidal and shit. Uh, also sad as fuck. He's like, I'm just going to run to the red line until I die. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> to which I can relate to. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> same. Same. Uh, yeah, so once upon a time, years years ago, like I'm talking like probably like 50 years ago, um, there was this group of pirates called the Rumbar Pirates uh, who were coming over the red line, or coming over Reverse Mountain to start their grand adventure. And I guess they were coming from North Blue, uh, had this whale, or actually, they might have not been from North Blue, and they were trying to get back to North Blue or some dumb shit. But um, they had this whale with them, and they were like, ah, oh, we don't want you to get hurt, so we're going to leave you here because you're real small still. And they're like, don't worry, we'll totally be back. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, to to get you after we come all the way around the Grand Line, like, you know, everyone thinks they're going to do. Um, yeah. And... You know, Laboon's just, you know, waiting forever, and eventually it sets in that it's not going to happen because it's been, you know, 50-some yeah. years or something. And, um... Yep. 50. And Luffy decides, after being really upset that he um, broke part of the Going Merry earlier, uh, that he'd break it more, and <laughs> I think he takes the mast off of the boat? Yeah. And stabs it into Laboon, <laughs> and then proceeds to be yeah. like, hey, now your beef's with me, so <laughs> now wait another 50 goddamn years for One Piece to finish so I can come back. Um, Direct line. <laughs> <laughs> when the story's over 50, 50 years. Yeah. So, which is pretty cool, um, I guess, yeah. uh, that, you know, Luffy does that, and it actually has been brought up again that they do intend to do that, which is something I'm looking forward to. You know, in 12 years when One Piece is over. <laughs> um, but yeah, Laboon's really good. And then Crocus sort of explains to Nami how to navigate the uh, the Grand Line. And basically, his ex explanation is, it's all bullshit. Here's this magical compass that only works here. <laughs> called, a, called, a, yeah. called a log pose. Um, and, you know, for some reason, it's magnetic fields are completely bonkers, and so is the Grand Line, and you have to stay at locations for, like, ex extended amounts of time for it to reset. Uh, or, like, whatever. Um. <laughs> so you have a reason to stay stay at, the, at an island for 200 episodes. Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> as if you needed one. <laughs> uh, other than it being one piece. Um, so, yeah, they get that. And I don't know if Crocus talks about who he is at this point. I, I remember reading the the quick little recap on the wiki of the episode. And the last thing it says is that um, Crocus, you know, remembers Goldie Roger. So I'm not sure if they expand on that. Yeah. But um, also... You mentioned that the One Piece is a myth. So mm. no one knows if it's real. Interesting. Crocus is cool. Crocus just hangs out and helps people get to the Grand Line. He's a good dude. Um, it's a good guy. There needs to be some nice people around the Grand Line. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I mean, you'll you'll hear about him again, since you know we're gonna hear about Laboon again. But um, spoilers, 
but also just sort of like you know it'll be satisfying <laughs> don't forget that the little bit exist um it's kind of hard like a lot of the stuff is it's very satisfying it all it's all set up very well and yeah and i think i think one piece is pretty good about refreshing you when it comes up um like just in case you know it you know because i think one piece knows it's been a while um, yeah. At least in the anime adaptation, obviously, I don't know if they put in flashbacks necessarily in the manga. It'll fill you in if, you know, you're rusty on your Laboon lore. But yeah, unrelated to Laboon, uh, Miss, <laughs> Win- Miss Wednesday and Mr. Nine are just sort of still there. Yeah, are they going to be coming back more? Um, Sure. Uh, well, Luffy, for some reason, agrees to take them home because I guess it's on the yeah. way. They're like, oh yeah, we're going. That's you know, that's where the log pose is pointing anyway, um, is to Whiskey Peak. So, you know, we'll see them at that island at least. Um, yeah. Uh, and you know, maybe the next arc will completely set up the rest of the Alabasta saga. Who knows? <laughs> uh, maybe maybe Miss Wednesday will be around a very long time. <laughs> Who knows? Um, I don't fucking know. <laughs> uh, I'm sure we missed some details in that Laboon arc, because uh, I'm just glancing over it now, and I'm like, oh, actually, all right, there's one detail I do want to bring up before we leave. Um, mainly because I'm going to be talking about dumb theories about it forever. Crocus also mentions the name of the island that One Piece is supposed to be on mm-hmm. at the end of the end of the Grand Line, um, and it's called Raftel. Uh, I don't know if the official subs you're watching says something else because uh, I've seen some things translated to rough tail for some I think reason that's what it was yeah which roughly means the same thing because um, the uh, basically the name implies that there's a history there the the TEL is the same TEL as like Tel Aviv um, for example uh, I watched a long video about Raftel like a week ago when I caught up <laughs> and I was like what do I do and I watched lore videos and theory videos um, <laughs> posing such questions such as does Luffy's mom still alive <laughs> we'll never know uh, Raftel's cool um, I don't think I don't even know when they explain how complicated it is to find this stupid fucking island but it's complicated and it's gonna set up for quite some shit in the future, but that's where One Piece is. Gold Rogers is an yeah. asshole. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he's, like, the coolest asshole. That, that's, that's something that's like, was he aware that he was gonna die, so he just, like, he left the Grand Line and got caught and was like, well, I left my treasure deep within it. No one's gonna be able to find it. Good luck, guys. <laughs> I don't know. You should hold on to that theory, and maybe one day you'll find out about <laughs> Gold Rogers. Um... You'll find out plenty about Gold Rider. Uh, yeah, I'm sure there's a little bit more reason than just, hey, I left my treasure in the middle of some horrifying, unnavigatable mess. Good luck, everyone. I'm dead. Yeah, <laughs> good luck. Goodbye. Um, yeah, that was quite a bit of stuff. This episode ran real long, but, you know, when we did, That's okay. there's a lot to talk about with Logan. Yes. A lot of new stuff just got introduced. We're on the Grand Line now. That's so exciting. I get to update the location on our Twitter profile. Um, <laughs> to Grand Line. Uh, yeah, so next time, um, we're at least 
gonna do whiskey peak i don't know it's short so we could probably group together a bunch of stuff if you want i mean obviously nothing that we're saying now is set in stone but oh yeah that, there's a lot of smaller arcs we could potentially blow through little garden in the next episode i'll let you know when i get through them <laughs> <laughs> if i if i have so much going on in whiskey peaking and what whiskey comes peak. after that um uh it, one piece early on actually I, I would say just in general but especially early on wastes no time setting up its stuff so like whiskey peak is four episodes but like there's a lot to talk about in those episodes um the kobe and helmetpo arc is kind of it's not filler but it's very side story it's just like meanwhile um oh. somewhere else uh and then little garden is like you know what actually happens next so we'll see that was oaktown the great adventure has begun are you excited yes they're finally in the good green light. never gonna fucking end <laughs> that, that's what that seems really weird about it is that they make a big deal about the grand line and they're there like at s episode 60 yeah, and it's like, like that was a sort of like a prologue. Yeah, it was, it was like a prologue established all of your your core five characters. Um, yeah, you think they're making a big deal about the Grand Line now? Wait until you get to the halfway point. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, guess what? There's more stuff inside the Grand Line. Guess what's better than the Grand Line? It's the Grand Line too. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And on that note, that seems, I think I think that's that a seems great. too real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh man, um, to to be continued on the Grand Line. Yes, to be continued. We're on the Grand Line. We did it. We did a fame. We're gonna be pirates. Pirates. <laughs> oh, that was a good one.